getting antsy. He wants to watch the footballs. Recording is already going. So whenever you're ready. Okay. Oh, so recording's already going, is it, Keith? It always Thank is. You for telling me. When is it not um, when I'm at charge? Yeah, well, okay. Anyway, hello everybody and welcome to WCCF Tech Podcasty Show. And uh, as always, we're joined by Keith. Hello everyone. And Alessio. Hi. And there he goes. And we're also joined, and it's twice in a row now, but it's getting scary. He's showing up. Kai. Yeah, I'm actually building the home office so I can actually show up more. Good job, good job. Well done, well done. And there he is with all his alcoholic beverages. So... Yes, exactly. So we've got a few topics on today, as as always. We're going to be talking about the Hideo Kojimas. We're going to be talking about a potential revival of Dead Space. Or some other IP, but possibly Dead Space, which they're going to fuck up. But more on that later. Uh, <laughs> Battlefield 2042. And then something about AMD, which I should be interested in because AMD through your tray racing. And then that's it. So where would you like to start, Alessio? You can pick the first topic. Well, I'd say let's go with uh, with Kojima. Hideo Kojima. Go on, tell us about Hideo. Ah, well, there, there have been rumors for a while now that he's working on a cloud-native game. And uh, seemingly that's uh, going to be kind of a twist for him because... Uh, Apparently, apparently, he will be partnering with Xbox, and uh, you know, interestingly, uh, Microsoft officially announced that they are uh, hiring uh, Kim Swift, which uh, not sure if you know, but uh, she is was one of the developers uh, behind uh, games like Portal and Oh yeah, yeah. Red. And uh, at Valve, and then uh, she jumped on to Stadia. But of course, uh, as Chris is uh, glad to remind us, uh, that ship is uh, kind of uh, sinking. So basically, she is now on Xbox uh, doing a cloud native game. So I'm not glad to remind you, it's just that. I like to say I told you so, and I, I do think streaming and cloud computing is a good thing. It's just that the infrastructure's still not here, not for it to really be successful as a standalone. And also, Google have got the staying power of, like, well, fuck knows. Google oh. abandoning something is about as rare as the sun rising. Isn't that the truth? That's, so that's yeah, strong. it's not. I don't take pride in it. I just like being right. <laughs> oh God. Go on anyway. <laughs> so, so yeah, the speculation is that she might be working with uh, with Kojima on this uh, uh, mysterious game. That is a power uh, duo. So yeah, and that's kind of uh, at odds with the other uh, big speculations surrounding Kojima that. Uh, he might have something to do with the abandoned game, kind of an horror adventure game for PS5. But uh, so, 
Didn't they recently come out? Didn't the developers recently come out and say like this, Kojima's got nothing to do with this though? I'm not sure. Or am yeah, I imagining that? Way over his head. Like he he's saying that, you know, fans are speculating too much, but he's the one uh giving them the breadcrumbs to go with in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if he's playing a bit of a game with people. That's weird. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Especially with uh oh hey, we're gonna release our trailer yesterday and then you know 30 minutes before the lead up announced that it's delayed until august what i've missed that yeah uh you've got to wait until august to uh check out the gameplay reveal for abandoned the second so june (laughs) july august so you're telling me now a a trailer has been delayed two months well it's an interactive trailer is that like where it has a play and pause button it's getting, I'm going to say, it's getting complicated now. It's getting complicated. So yeah. kind of like a Bandersnatch. Yeah, that's a good I point. I don't know. Like, it almost sounds like it's a, I don't want to use the word playable teaser, given the uh, implications there, but. <laughs> Just a second. Like if, wait, an interactive t- trailer slash playable teaser. There's a name for them. They're called Demos. Do you remember those things? Demos. Sounds like the one Resident Evil Village did. <laughs> Games industry? Demo. De- de- demo. You know, where people can play a game before they buy it, so they know if it's good. Then so they, can, they can demonstrate the game mechanics? I know. And, yeah. But oh, then again, wait. that means that people actually getting their hands on with the game without somebody being hired by Ubisoft to go, right, we're going to go around this corner. Team Six, have you got this lined oh. up? Shut up, you pricks. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, I've heard that they they um they pretty much downplayed Kojima, but then it's so if you're you're saying it's right, Kai, they're like downplaying it and then essentially like wearing a Hideo Kojima mask the next day. Pretty much, like this is a whole okay. um oh god, wasn't that that name of the studio that he revealed? Uh, Moby Dick Studios all over again. Hmm. Okay. Yes. So, so it could be interesting. So I mean, Kojima's Kojima, as far as I'm aware, like any most like the heads of studios or whatever, he's not really going to be the hands-on with the coding and everything else. So he's probably he's just a visionary. He, he will be quite involved, but he's, I uh, doubt he's gone. I'm gonna say something that might prove to be controversial, but. Uh... Perhaps he's a bit of a Japanese Peter Molinox. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be fair, I've not known him lie yet, but. <laughs> yeah, he does. I say, I've not known him lie, but it possibly. I, it depends how overpromising. I think he's got, he's got that, he still holds quite a lot of trust with people because he's, he's always released quality. And I mean, he was even involved in like the Castlevania, like part of the reason why the Castlevania games, the that the ones made by um, what's Mercury the Spanish Stream. studio? May yeah, Mercury Stream. So uh, Hideo Kojima was actually involved in them getting the right to develop the first one. So and he didn't have any real input into the game. He just kept a bit of a you know contact me if you need anything. And yeah, no. Uh, 
he's got a lot of trust, Kojima, and um, if he's working on, if he is got a bit of a play in abandoned, that could be quite interesting, especially after everybody saw like Silent Hills, that little again. Then again, it was that. Now we're going back into the demo thing. Was that a demo or like a playable teaser? I'm I mean, that's what the name was. Was PT? PT. Yeah, I know. PT playable teaser, but isn't that just a demo? I'm confident. I don't no. see what happened to just having Tetris. <laughs> Games are so complicated now. The Tetris is, was Tetris. You you didn't have to change it. It's still Tetris, but you go on no, from there and you build everything's worlds. Everything's complicated. It, I mean, so yeah. How, how much does Chris sound like an old man from <sighs> you know from one to five? Uh, about a seven. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, we had games with boards, and you moved the pieces around on them, and you pretended they did things. In my defense, I do play chess. Uh, chess is a good game, though. Yeah. So yeah. Kojima and Kim Swift should, could be a very good partnership. Um, obviously, they've got to get a good studio behind them, but Microsoft's got access to so many teams now. Yeah, I think it'll be a good good thing. I I do think though, and same same as I said with when it comes to Stadia, it's too early for a pure cloud game. It's too early. The technology, the infrastructure is not it, there. Yeah, the te- the technology's there. It's the infrastructure that's not there. No, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the so, infrastructure is just not there. We so, don't have gigabit connection everywhere. I have it Especially everywhere in, my in America. House. Yes, you might do, <laughs> but you live in you live in one part of America. There's 300 million people in America, and I'm about not worried half about of them. them are still on the fucking modems. I'm not worried yeah. about them. Oh, we just go and leave all in Kit's house. What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah Everybody can come sit in my driveway. It's an interesting idea, but I, the, the infrastructure is not there yet, especially considering the majority of gamers who are going to be using that. Uh, yeah, you've got the Japan and Korea where the, tech, the infrastructure is there, but Europe, yeah. most of Europe, America, we're, we're not all hooked up yet. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm on I'm on fifty meg, but yeah, because uh, uh, you know, since it's a Kojima game, it could actually help uh, Xbox take off a bit on uh, mm-hmm. Japan, you know, and other countries mm-hmm. like that. That's because, true. That's fair. Uh, but... Yeah, it also seems like they they're quite interested in the cloud offering, since, uh, as you said, of course, the infrastructure is way more advanced. Over there, so yeah, and uh, I understand it as a way to push their cloud, push Azure. Is it Azure their cloud thing? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft yeah. Azure. Yeah, I'm saying. I've just I thought I was making it up. Then just like, is it Azure or is it like Lemon? Um, so they want to push push Azure, get more people involved, interested, and of course, a game that is solely focused on Microsoft's cloud offering, Azure would need you to have probably game pass so yeah yeah sure so yeah well it's interesting but i i'm a wait and see i think if they do it might have some features that are cloud only but it would have a boxed release or you know a digital release so 
yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. Not same as I said before. If we're getting cloud only games, I'm going to say 2030 onwards. Fair enough. I don't even have gigabit, but but yeah. in my area, in my area, they're rolling out gigabit connections. They are rolling them out in my town, nice. and I should have the and I will have one available within the next three years. Yeah, they've got it's in my um, condominium complex. One building down is where they have gigabit fiber, and they just stopped rolling out across the street. So I'm waiting for whenever mm-hmm. AT and T decides to uh, start rolling that out again. Yeah, the government just wants it everywhere now here in UK. So it's slowly, but slowly rolling out. Yeah. But yeah, so so that's Kojima. So he, he he might be working on a game. He might not be working on a game, and he might be working with Kim Swift and Microsoft. But he might not be, and also he might be in the clouds. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. That's <laughs> Kojima in a nutshell, let's say. Right. I don't know. So, why don't you t- pick a story now, Kai? You can introduce the story. Yeah, uh, we got actually a couple going on with uh, Electronic Arts here. So, I guess we should start out with the EA Motive story. Um, there yeah, are some then. rumors going around uh, that a one person that we may know if, as uh, Jeff Grubb has let it slip that EA Motive might actually be working on an established IP that will quote-unquote make fans very happy. Um, and yeah, he did well. call up later saying that we're going to see it if we are not dead first. Uh, yeah, but will it make will it make the people very happy? I mean, it is a title that I am quite fond of. Um, no, I, yeah, I, no, I do love Dead Space, but... Do you, do you think they're going to try and do like they did with Mass Effect and start going through like their classic trilogies and uh you know updating Actually, them yeah. oh because... no doubt yeah that's an easy money maker for ea right there as long um, as they don't put they dead space it... 3 we'll be okay yeah <laughs> see that's what that's what i mean by are they really going to make people happy because obviously due to the ea of it all they did massively fuck up dead space well, uh, Gamatsu was reporting that it's a revival, um, such as a, a reimagining rather than a sequel to the trilogy. So we might see like a true survival horror rather than that run and gun icy planet nonsense that Dead Space Three was, which Lost Planet Three honestly did. A lot I, I was going to say that was like a Lost Planet today. Three knockoff. Mm, yep. <laughs> I was so disenfranchised by that launch. I was like, I got it. And I, I I skipped it for years, and then I got into one of my moods where I I wanted to play through a game series, and I I did through because I, I'd never finished Dead Space two, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back and finish play the first one, finish the second one, and go through and play the third one in succession. And it was like you, it was it was like cruising, and then you just fell off a cliff, and it was it was such a different game. Eh. Yeah. So I've wanted to go back and replay Dead Space One and Two, and they don't have them on PS now. They have three apparently, but not. They're the like, first please two. play it, please. And you're like, no. Um, I played them on Game PC. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, yeah. they hold up well. The one on PC, it holds up really well. Like it still looks really good. It's crisp. Um, it was very forward thinking in a lot of a lot of ways, but except for the third one. 
it it didn't yeah. exist. But uh, I think it's uh, it makes a lot of sense for OEA to bring uh, that space back. Uh, hmm. I think uh, EA Motive uh, has done fairly well. Uh, you know, uh, they've done the single player campaign on Battlefront Two, which wasn't wasn't bad by Dice standard. They also, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. They also worked on Star Wars Squadrons, and that turned out pretty good as well. Yeah, so, that was their for full development. What title wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I'd say it's a it's a good team inside the A to try and revive Dead Space. And uh, mm-hmm. but in- interestingly, though, uh, it might be a. An exciting EA play because uh, rumors are that, uh, well, actually leaks uh, are that we might see Dragon Age 4 as well, finally. Uh, yeah. So, because uh, an alpha build kind of leaked on the PlayStation Store or a listing mm-hmm. on, on the PlayStation Store, so it seems like the game is already in alpha, which means it could be ready for a gameplay trailer at least. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Age, I'm going to hold out hopes for. Um, I just, I'm so worried it's going to be a live. Well, I think it, they've already said it's going to be a live service game, which. Uh, no, actually, I mean. Uh, Did they not? The I league... thought they said they would. They said earlier this year that it's going to be single player only. So. Oh, so they. Oh, yeah. I know when they first announced it, they mentioned live service, but okay, they've gone back on that. Thank fuck. Yeah, I think uh, if they manage to uh, get it out next year, it could be a really great year for RPG fans because, you know, mm-hmm. Elden Ring, then Starfield, and maybe Dragon Age 4 could be great. Yeah. Whatever happened to Gaia? What? Exactly. That was... No, that was the game. That was the project that um, EA Motive were working on for like ages. Ah, uh, yeah, I think that one was probably cancelled or something. Uh, yeah, they, I know they cancelled it earlier this year, but it wasn't in in development for like six years. And I'm just thinking, that's a bit worrying. <laughs> but then again, yeah, I don't know. So EA Motive, it, it could be interesting. I don't know if... I, I understand what you're saying. They've made, they've made the single-player part of Battlefield, Battlefront 2 and then they did Squadrons, but... They move to a game like Dead Space, which is not pure horror, but it's quite different. So I, I do genuinely hope they get it well. And if it is Dead Space, they don't make it Dead Space 3. Please don't you know, Dead Space 3 yet. I imagine they're probably taking notes from Capcom after the recent success of RE7 and 8. So I would not be surprised if we see a first-person Dead Space out of this. That could be good. That could be very good. I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking mm. of first person. Yeah. Go on. Go on, Kai. Yeah, I mean, Kai, keep. <laughs> I don't know. I just see the title here, and I'm excited. I've been anxious for this thing, so I want to hear some more about it. What's what's going on with Battlefield 2042's Battlefield Hub? What is that? I see I see remastering of classic maps. Is this just, is this, is this like, where, you know, EA's in the, in the whole remastering and bringing things back? Is it? Is, What's what's going on? Who's got the who's got the dirt on this one? Anybody uh, got the dirt? Yeah, it seems like 
this is the basically third mode that was uh, mentioned to be in development at uh, Dice Los Angeles. And according okay. to the leaker, Tom, Tom Anderson was being quite uh, reliable on Battlefield leaks. Basically, they are going to remaster maps from the old Battlefield titles so you can have like an ultimate sandbox experience where you can do Battlefield 2 tank against Battlefield 3 tank. Uh, you know, Ooh! Okay, I'm interested. Yeah, even if it's not perfectly balanced, but you know, just I'm interested. I'm very interested in that. Yeah, so so I can bring in um weapons and stuff from one game into the other kind of thing. Yeah, basically you can select uh, various uh, weapons and uh, vehicles from all past battlefield titles. Ah! Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty's already been experimenting that in their Warzone mode with uh Black Ops and Modern Warfare kind of mixing and matching there, so I'd imagine something similar can be at work with um, EA here. Okay, that, I'm so, interested now. So I can take a the, the little bird helicopter or a scout, and I can go all the way back to the you know original Battlefield maps. I don't know. I'm sure there will be a limit. I, I, they can't do everything. Yeah, but like but some I of the ones. See 128 players on Metro and see how that's going. to Oh my out. god. Oh, with tanks. <laughs> yes, and shotgun walls. Oh. Stack them mm. up. Guys, oh, yeah. God. Here we like, go. Here we go. Look, like I was mentioning before, I think the, I think 2042 is going to be huge. I really, really do. Because the last few releases that we've had for Battlefield, the Battlefield community hasn't really been that excited for. But since well, the... You were saying earlier, since the announcement of 2042... Battlefield Four is on fire. Like, yeah. pe- there are so many people playing Battlefield Four again that that's just what I've been doing. Despite all the new games that are coming out, I heard somebody go, you know, they had to open up a few extra servers to to support the demand, and I was like, no way. And I logged in, and like, there are there are at least a dozen sixty four player, you know, matches at any given time that are completely full with people waiting in queues. Oh, yeah. And uh you know, it in in Battlefield Four is like a like a bicycle. If you played it and you had hours in it, you pick it right back up and you go right at it. Like I even remembered like the keys for the different actions. You know, I played a medic, like the assault class. So I was running around reviving people right off the bat, and I was just oh my god, it was so good. So I think twenty forty two has the potential to bring back a ton of yeah, Battlefield people. fans. Yeah, so I hope. They got they got me. Whenever I saw the choppers, I was like, "Okay, I'm back in." You know, that was one of the things that's been missing from the past few. Is like, I love I, the helicopters, I not the attack. That's the case because I've been. I'm a relapsed Battlefield. No, yeah, I'm, you know what I mean. I've not played Battlefield in quite a while. Well, the um, last the last three launches, in all reality, have been very lackluster. So yeah. Hardline shouldn't have been a Battlefield game, in my opinion. I think it no, was a. I, well, it originally wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I think it was a fine like single player experience, but the multiplayer was extremely lacking. Um, Battlefield One, I think, I think Battlefield One actually had a pretty good campaign. Like the stories were, I thought they were good, and the multiplayer was fun for about three hours. And then there's only so much you can do with, you know, World War One weaponry. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing goes for Battlefield Five. It was kind of, 
And it was those, and those two were riddled with cheaters. Look, I get that every online game you have to deal with cheaters, but Battlefield Five was so bad there was like never a match you could get in that there wasn't somebody with an aimbot standing on the top of a hill just pegging everybody running across, and it just killed it. But I'm starting to get a little bit of hope. I don't want to get too much. I feel like I've been burned a few times. I, I, I <sighs> it's good because. Uh... It's coming back to, you know, a near modern setting after a long while. And also, Mm -hmm. I think they will benefit in that uh, Call of Duty is doing the reverse, you know. So basically with Vanguard, it's going to be World War II again, which Ah. is not exactly to everyone's taste. Yeah, so... So, (sighs) I think, uh, and also, well, the latest rumors actually, I think from... Just yesterday is that uh, Vanguard is going to be basically called War 2.0. Uh, that's basically what uh, it's been described like. In that it's not very unique. It's just you know regular Call of Duty, more or less. So yeah, 2042 could stand stand out. I, I really hope. Yes. Yeah. As weird as it sounds for me to praise Activision Blizzard game, but. I quite enjoyed Black Ops Cold War. I mean, I I know I've had this sort of rule where I won't spend any money on an Activision Blizzard product. Well, at all, they don't get my money. And I've had this since Diablo 3 launched. But I'll still review one of the games, and I'll be fair. And you know what? Black Ops Cold War was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable game. I suppose, like you say, though, if... um, if Battlefield um, really stands out with the different setting and all that, and where whereas Call of Duty just sort of treads familiar ground, Battlefield really has got the chance to set itself above this time. I just hope they don't they don't fall on their face. Yeah, if they do it, this will be the last chance I give them. Until the next time. I'd say that every time. I'm I'm horrible about it. <laughs> no. Until the next time, Keith. Until the next time. And then I go, I'll try it. I know. I know. You'll be okay. And I blame you this for this, Keith. I am installing Origin right now and linking my Xbox Game Pass to see if I have EA Play. Oh. Battlefield. So, I yeah, I need to play some. It's so, on there. So we know... There's quite a lot of interesting things coming with Battlefield. So the last topic is all about something red. The red stuff. AMD. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So go on, Alessio. You can talk to ooh, us about ooh, ooh. the best ones. The red stuff. I mean, uh, when it comes to these topics, uh, I'd say we, we let Keith take the lead. because Go on, then. Let, he's the master. let Keith uh, it. So it's all about... AMD's new technology, which we have several videos on the other channel about it, uh, AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution. Now, there's a lot of, mm, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say misinformation on Fidelity FX, but I think there's a lot of people missing the point. So it is an upscaling technology, and there's a lot of those right now in the market. And there's it's, it's kind of the new battlefield. When it comes to uh, hardware Yay. and software, <laughs> you 
Well, you see, NVIDIA has their deep learning super sampling, which is great, and it works wonderfully, but it's very limited in the graphics cards that can support it. Well, um, well Unreal Engine has a TAAU in it, which is a, an upscaling algorithm, but it's to that engine, AMD's developed Fidelity FX Super Resolution, which is a spatial upscaler that essentially renders the game at a lower resolution. Uh, it has a very advanced edge reconstruction method to redefine the edges so that you don't get that very clear, you know, jagged look from running at lower resolution. And it kind of tries to build the image back as close as possible to the native image. Now, I did do a good bit of testing on it and found that at its higher thresholds, you do get a sizable performance boost with minimal impact on the image. In fact, I, I would make the argument while playing, if you run it at ultra quality, you're probably going to have a hard time telling the difference between native and ultra qualities. And you're going to get upwards between 30 to 40% performance increase. And that's, that's, a, that's a lot of performance. But the real kick is what it can do with or, or the real kick here that we're talking about is how much work it takes to be implemented. And it appears that it's not a lot of work to get it into your game. Uh, right. There were, yeah, there were like seven launch titles on day one. And a lot of the other stuff said coming soon. And Dota 2 the next day was like, I'm here. We got it. <laughs> so it just goes to prove that it is very easy to implement. And it's not as easy as like hitting a toggle. So some people just say, you know, like the developer says, it just works. But there's still some work that has to be done. You can't just yeah. turn, you know, if you could just turn it on and, or inject it and it just worked, every game would just be like, whatever, we'll do it. Um, what they, that's the same as everything, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What one developer said is that basically, you know, of course it's it's some work, but compared to many other many other uh, kinds of work that they have to do during development, it's not really much. That's yeah. the competitive domain. And, you know, I got, I talked to, um, one of the developers or one of the engineers that's working on it. And that's kind of what he says that it, it, it's very little, it actually takes place in the render pipeline. So that's kind of where the, 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 the hand tuning that they talk about with it in the work is that it takes place in the middle of the pipeline. So you have your game and you have your target resolution, but you tick it on, and now the game renders at a lower resolution and applies like anti-aliasing, and you have to have anti-aliasing going on with it so they can have something to work with in there. And then it takes that image, adds that edge reconstruction, and then after that upscale and sharpen pass is done, then it adds your motion blur, your film grain, and all of that. So it's not amplifying those things those things are all still taking place at their native resolution and then once all that's done it adds your heads up display so basically what you're doing the hand tuning is making sure that it knows where in the pipeline to sit mm. so you, okay. you can't just go go into the game and you know where to go no you have to do the breakdown like the render pipe because, you know, in the development process, you you have to state those, you know, I mean, it's part of the code. Like, you know, and so sometimes what will happen is if the game implements the film grain and the uh, anti-aliasing at the same time, or if it tries to do all of those things, then add anti-aliasing at the end, they have to re 
structure the path that it takes. So, but okay. if it's already in that sequential order that it needs to be in, then it's very little implementation or work to put it in there. Is it perfect? No. Is it nothing's good? Perfect. Yes. Um, I'd say nothing's perfect, but yeah. 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 So FSR, go ahead, yeah. Alessio. Oh, uh, I think one of the biggest uh, kind of, uh, uh, I mean, news, at uh, least partly news, is that uh, Microsoft already uh, added it to its game development kit. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so it supports, uh, uh, you know, PC, of course, but also Xbox Series S and X, and surprisingly, even Xbox One. So basically, we, we could see FSR in, even in, on an Xbox One game. So yep. that's interesting. And, uh, and it could help, you know. Yeah, it could squeeze up some extra performance even in the, in the old console. Yeah, if, and what it'll do is take those... only Cyberpunk had it. You know what? I would not be surprised if we didn't see down the road. It, because Cyberpunk does have Fidelity FX cast already in the game. So it has yeah. the capability. And it uses TAA already, so it could sharpen. It, there's a lot to... to yeah, yeah, it could really benefit the performance of it. I don't know. I I don't know about like the marketing side of things because of how he heavy that game partnered with Nvidia. So, okay. but in case anybody's wondering, there is nothing limiting both technologies, both DLSS and um, Fidelity FX Super Resolution from existing in the same game. In fact, uh, that game, Alessia, what is it, Necromundo, that's coming out or it's out? Uh, yeah. Necromunda and, and uh, yes, Icon and also Edge of Eternity are going to have uh, bought the game soon, I think, with updates. So Yep. So they they will have um they'll have both technologies in it, which is great. It's I think I think what a lot of people are worried about is, you know, you get one, you don't get the other. And I personally think they're I think they're both very useful. I I would hate, yeah, I would love to see for both technologies to be available, especially if uh, the the implementation of either one is no more difficult than what everybody's you know saying that it is. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, and also something that's interesting is that uh, the developers of the Rift Breaker, which is one of the first game that mm -hmm. supports FSR on PC. They basically confirmed that it will be in the Xbox uh, version, but also they said something quite cryptic about PlayStation support. So basically they said, nothing stops us from enabling it on PS5. Whether we do it or not is a separate question that we are unable to answer as of right now. So That is interesting. Uh, it sounds like PR speak. So uh, It does, doesn't it? Very much PR speak. Yep. And... Uh, but it's interesting. I mean, because uh, AMD and Microsoft especially have uh, boasted a lot that uh, Xbox is the only console with the full, you know, RDNA, RDNA 2 architecture. So I don't know. I mean, of course, <laughs> uh, FSR does not require RDNA 2 uh, full capabilities to work. But uh, I guess it will be interesting to see whether this is going to work on PS5 or not. I hope so. 
I mean, if anything, it, what it can do, especially, so I asked the question um, to one of the engineers was, could a game be developed with FSR in mind? And I was actually, and, and admittedly, I was we were talking about PC stuff at first, and what I was referring to was kind of consoles. Like, could you develop it with FSR in mind so that you boost like the map images so that the textures would scale better um, in the sense that you could build the game with the understanding that it's going to have a final target much higher than the render target so that you could increase the visual effects. So the, the um, add more effects you see from like ray tracing to uh, particle effects to transport you know, alpha effects. You see what I mean? Like make the game more and more, but you, you can't are able to build it to, have a lower target or render resolution, but an, a, a very high grade upscaled. And he said it, it's possible, but he didn't see the point in making multiple assets. And I, that wasn't what I, you know, it wasn't like a, could they build it to take advantage of it? But if it's on a console, I mean, especially if it's a console exclusive, um, then it's going to be developed for a single platform. So they could take oh, yeah. advantage of that to, you know, Sony could do that since they have the, less powerful hardware. Yeah. You know. Sony does a good job of, of cranking out all of the little bits and bobs you can get from their consoles. So I can see much that. So. Yeah, I could see their first party developers being able to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, actually that's a good uh, way to follow up. I, I do have a kind of an extra bonus uh, bullet point in our podcast today in that uh, there were some news uh, from two big uh, Sony First Party studios this week. Ah. One is that uh, Insomniac uh, is hiring for a multiplayer project. So with PV melee combat, apparently. But uh, yeah, Ratchet and Clank and I really again? hope it's, uh, it's resistance because that game needs to be... Yeah, to be oh, that would be so good. Yeah, it's totally underrated, and uh, yeah, so I hope that's resistance. And also, interestingly, it seems like Guerrilla is also working on a separate game at, at least since uh, early 2018. Uh, that's not Horizon, so uh, since it's been over three years, it could be not that far off that we know about it. And uh, actually the game director on this uh, unannounced project worked on Killzone 2, which oh. makes me hopeful that Killzone is coming back too. So I like hopefully both, both games are coming back. Uh, and it seems like Sony is putting more stock into multiplayer games uh, going forward uh, with, you know, Naughty Dog is working on one, uh, which is basically the evolution of factions. And uh, Insomniac is working on one, and maybe Horizon 2, uh, you know, Guerrilla, the Horizon developers. And Yay! So, yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, back in the PlayStation 3 days, they used to do a lot of even experimentation with multiplayer. Uh, there was Mag, if you remember. Oh, I remember that one. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. So, I, I think know. it's interesting. It's also... Also, those multiplayer games could maybe launch on PC 
very nearly the console release date because if they want to maximize the potential of having a large fan base with crossplay, it mm. could make sense. Yeah. I think uh there's a lot there's a lot that could happen. There's so much. Technology's advancing and nobody mentioned ray tracing. I did. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've got anything to add. Um, I'm good. Yeah, there's, there's so much. Okay. Okay. I've really got nothing. Um, the You're only thing I can think of is if, um, with the rumors that Godfall is making its way to PS4, I'm curious if maybe some of that Fidelity FX or DLSS can make its way into uh, that FSR. At least in terms of Godfall. optimization. You know what? FSR going into that console could make a good point. That would make it be able to run a lot better when people you know since people are like well how come it's able to run on there and they said it needed to be on the next gen hardware to run well maybe it'll yeah, come out and it'll look like a marshmallow so i'm just thinking it's godfall i feel no really bad for whoever buys it but you know yeah nobody's going to play it <laughs> it's godfall he's dead oh also Someone pointed out that we have an abundance of games with Godfall, Redfall, Starfall. I don't know. Right. Games. Uh, there's so many. I, I could, I'm, to be fair, I might, I might do a topic on that the reusing of certain names. But you see, like Rebirth or Reborn or, you know, Legend. Right. Legends. It's like, comma, Legends. It's like, that's so, so overused. But yeah. Right, so yeah, I think that's everything. Unless has anybody got anything else to add? I'm good, guys. I don't know. Maybe maybe mm. we can do a quick uh, what you're playing thing. Uh, do I have to? If you are playing anything, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing Red Solstice Two, which the review will be out very shortly. Either on or around when this goes live, or it may be a day or two early. I don't know when I can be asked. It's not a bad game. It tries to be XCOM, but real time, and it's just not managing it. And then, I suppose, weirdly, the other game I'm playing is a, a Doctor Who game on the mobile mobile phone. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. Because, well, I have a Z Fold 2, so I can play big screen games now. A bigger screen. Don't you look at me like that, Keith? Still a mobile game. Mobile. mobile. Well, actually, it's on the PC. It was a. It was actually a PC game first. It's just mm-hmm. been ported over. It's a. I can't remember what which one it is. Doctor Who and. I think it's Doctor Who and the Edge of Time. Look, I've got I've... my sonic screwdriver. <laughs> Doctor Who: The Lonely Assassins. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, what is Kai playing? I heard of that one. I'm doing uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, doing that one on PC, which is very strange for me, considering I do almost everything else on PlayStation. But Very nice. the one Monster Hunter spinoff that doesn't make its way on the PlayStation. Um, and I actually played uh, Doki Doki Literature Club uh, last night for the first time, and that's uh, quite a trip. Nice. No uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, then. <laughs> nope. Eight. Are you playing anything? Battlefield Four and uh, um, Infamous Second Son. Mm. 
taking advantage of my uh, PlayStation Now subscription. Fair enough. How about you, Alessio? Well, actually, I'm uh, finishing up uh, Mass Effect 3 Legendary. And uh, other than that, I'm also playing a bit of Battlefront 2 with a few friends, you know. It's, ah, it's pretty very nice when you play it with, uh, with a few people. It's just a shame that uh, EA kind of ruined it with the microtransactions thing because I think it's a good game. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So yeah, it is. It is. It's a. It's underrated. Yeah. Hopefully the game itself. Be, yeah. Hopefully there will be. I think in the next two to three years, probably a new Battlefront game as well. That's. Mm-hmm. Would be nice. Come. As long as they learn, remember the lessons they've learned the hard way. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So I think that's everything from us. So uh, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye, because guys. We should have seen you last year. Bye, bye. Then again, we saw you last week twice uh, during E E three, which was an event. Um, happened. Yeah. Yeah, an event. <laughs> it was a thing. It happened, and then it was over. Yeah. and everybody forgot <laughs> about it. I know. So yeah, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Speaking of events, 